Hello, everybody. What's going on? Welcome once again to the most must-hear podcast, Big Mouth, Small Words. We're going to get some sports talk on this podcast, baby. I've decided that now I am going to be coming to you every single Thursday to give you a prediction for the Thursday night football games. Isn't that exciting? (laughs) I'm going to give you a few keys to victory for both teams. Uh, I'm going to keep it short and sweet. This isn't going to be a super long podcast. I'm just going to get it going, let you guys know what you need to know to get ready for the Thursday night matchups. If it picks up, maybe I'll do a Monday night thing. We'll see what happens. But um, I'm going to put myself, first of all, and most importantly, at 1-0 because everyone in the world knows that I picked the Bengals to beat the Ravens. They did. They went off. A.J. Green, hold his dick. Bang. Bengals 2-0. Quest for 7 still intact. So... Here we go. We got the New York Jets going up against the Browns. So, real quick, the Jets enter the game 1-1, one one, while the Browns come in with a crazy weird record of 0-1-1. One, and one. That's a tie. The Browns tied Pittsburgh in Week 1, and they lost to the Saints last week after holding a 12-3 lead late, and they got this crazy Hail Mary. But, of course, a classic missed field goal at the end of regulation ended the chance at overtime. And the continue, you know, the winless streak forever. The Browns suck. Everybody knows. In the overall series between these two teams, not that it matters, the Browns are on a five-game losing streak, which is obvious. They haven't won in two years. Cleveland has not beaten the Jets since 2007. Although, you can hold this Cleveland. You do hold a 13-12 lead in the all-time series. Um... Not a crazy amount of people out. Neil Sterling and Josh Martin are going to be out for the game. Both players are remaining in concussion protocol. It's a short week, so it's rough for people to come back um, when they've been hurt on Sunday. So here's the number one thing that I'm looking for in this game that I think is most important. The Jets' offensive line versus the Browns' defensive line, I think, is the key to the game. Or one of them, at least. I'll give you three. In week one, the... um, The Jets' offensive line kept Donald upright for the most part. But last Sunday, that was not the case at all. I understand that the Dolphins have Cameron Wake. They got Robert Quinn. They got a lot of guys. But the line for the Jets has to play better than that. Oh, by the way, the Browns, I don't know if people know it or not and believe it or not, but they have a tough-ass defense now. You got Miles Garrett, dude's a beast, and everybody knows about that guy. But a dude that people aren't talking about, but they soon will be, Larry Obenjobi. Fuck, I like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, Larry Obenjobi, the dude has three sacks, six hurries, nine pressures. Obenjobi has notched seven run stops, and run stops are basically like defined on pro football focus as plays that constitute for a loss. And he's a monster. Bottom line, the Jets O line doesn't come to show. These guys, the Browns are gonna smash them, in my opinion. Um that's that's a huge key to the game. Uh, they're definitely uh, Open Joby's not just good at that too. I'm I'm sorry I'm all over this guy's dick, but he's been great in the run game. He's sick. He's a really good player. I like him. I like Miles Garrett. I like a lot about the Browns, especially when they're going up against the Jets. Uh, number two, the Jets have to get the ball out fast. Versus the Browns have to get to the quarterback. The best way to slow down Cleveland's pass rush is to get the ball out of Donald's hands as fast as humanly possible. They're going to have to get the screen game going with Bilal Powell, Isaiah Crowell. It allows the pass rush 
into the backfield while the quarterback completes the ball behind them. I'm assuming most people know what a screen is, but there you go. (laughs) And uh, that's going to make the Browns pass rushers think twice, and that's huge for the Jets. I mean, you've got to make them think about it because in the two games that I've seen the Browns play this year, they don't give a fuck. They were getting to Roethlisberger whenever they wanted to. They were getting to Breeze. There was a play that stood out to me. It was a play-action pass that Breeze completes in his sleep 100 million times in a row. And he threw it to Watson, but he was so nervous about Oban Joby coming out off the side that he overthrew him at the two-yard line. And I'm thinking in my head, like, wow, if you're getting in Drew Brees' head, that's a big freaking deal. So that's a huge key to the game as well. Number three, you've got to keep Tyrod in the pocket. The only times I've seen Tyrod Taylor shine this year has been when he scrambles and throws for a gain or when he rushes for some decent yards himself. Last week, the Jets had difficulty keeping Ryan Tannehill contained. The dude Tannehill was able to run the ball eight times for 44 yards. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Nobody would ever call that guy a running quarterback. So if, (laughs) listen, if they're not careful here, Tyrod Taylor could turn 44 yards into 88 for a few scores. So they got to watch out for that. The Jets are going to have to keep their eyes on him. And listen, he can be beat if he's in the the pocket. I mean, he's only completing 52% of his passes, which fucking blows. Tyrod staying in the pocket is bad news for the Browns because he is not a good quarterback. He never has been. It's I mean, he's he was good in Buffalo, but that was when he had a running game. He doesn't have a great running game now. So he's all about the play action. Without that man, he needs to scramble and he he sucks. So with all of this being said, I'm going to say that it's more likely that the Browns' defense reigns supreme here, especially being it that it's a home game. The dog pound is going to be lit as absolute fuck. The Bud Lights are going to be flowing. The chains are going to come down. It's going to be a scene in Cleveland. That's what I'm thinking. I'm hesitant to say 24 to 13 Cleveland only because I have no idea if they're going to kick their field goals for their extra points or if they're going to get a field goal in general. So I'm going to say 24 to 13 reluctantly only because I'm terrified of their kickers. But um, hey, I say Cleveland wins, man. I, I think they're going to get it done. So uh, hopefully I can go 2-0. and Hopefully Cleveland wins. I think they're a three-point favorite at home right now, which blows my mind because they haven't won a game in a while. But I guess Vegas is thinking the way that I'm thinking. So, yeah, right now 1-0 because of the Bengals. Maybe I'll be 2-0 because of the Browns. I'm going to do this every Thursday. I'm going to go over a few keys to victory. If the matchup is, I don't want to say better, I don't want to piss people that like Cleveland Jets off, but if the matchup is is a bigger like a fucking Packers Patriots it's not going to be but something legitimate I'll I'll go over more especially if I get some feedback from you guys you guys decide listen if you want to hear something if you want me to talk about something hit me up on my Instagram big mouth small words podcast (laughs) big mouth small words podcast hit me up on that Um, if you just hit me up and I will talk about whatever the fuck if you've got anchor You want to send me a message on that, do that. So uh, thank you once again for listening to Big Mouth Small Words Sports Talk, and I will catch you later.